We are Emily and Blair and welcome to Elevating Business, the podcast which focuses in on all things around starting a business online, growing that business and doing so in a way that is healthy and enjoyable to you, the business owner. Before we dive in, be sure to visit our website at emilyandblair.com, which you can use to work your way through starting a business online step by step and it's completely free. Hi and welcome to episode 40. Could your business survive without you? and planning your time to reduce stress. So I wanted to talk about your business and its survival if something were to happen to you. So we get so focused on our business, we, you know, setting it up, we're growing it, we're looking to grow our audience, etc. You know, and so we often forget about the what ifs, you know, and so one of the key what ifs is what if you got injured, you got sick, or even if you died. You know, I mean, I know it's all pretty morbid to talk about, but it is a reality and we need to, you know, plan for that. So how well is your business set up to react to that? So the impact of you getting injured or sick, um, you know, it can be, it can vary um, on your business. You know, if your family relies on the funds from your business, then it could be a major issue. Um, whereas if you're, say, for example, single and you don't have any dependents, then it's probably not going to be as big a deal. Even if you feel you're single at the minute, you should still probably put things in place because you're probably not going to be single necessarily forever. No, you know, you don't want to, you want to maybe uh, protect yourself for the future. Yeah, it's always good to have a good plan in place no matter what, because at the end of the day, even if you are single without any dependents, you've probably still got a will and you've probably still got some assets which are going to go to somebody. So that person has to manage those assets when you pass away or um, or if something happens to you. So yeah, that's exactly right, Emily. It's it's something that you should always do as soon as you get an asset or a um, you know, successful business is to follow some of the things that we're going to talk about. So one key aspect is to look at your insurance. Now there's two types of insurance that can cover anything that's going to happen to you. First one is a thing called key person cover, which basically offers funds to keep the business going while you're recovering and, and getting well enough to come back into the business. So those funds can be used to employ a manager to your role. And you know that person would then manage the business and, and keep everything ticking along. In this situation, it's key to have a pre-prepared standard operating procedure, which outlines the key tasks that need to be done, as well as a pre-planned process of how to implement that. So normally it's done in conjunction with your attorney, because they're the person that can implement it uh, if you are unable to. So the key thing there is getting that operating procedure set up. So it's a step-by-step guide of what the person who comes in to manage your business needs to be doing as a base level to keep your business going. Okay, so you're not expecting these guys to come in and grow your business and turn it, you know, double its revenue while you're sick. You're just expecting them to keep it going while you're uh, unwell. The other type of insurance is life cover. So if you pass away, you know, this cover is more more designed as a lump sum to be paid out to provide for your family going forward, you know, because they don't have your income to support them. So these big lump sum covers pay you out quite a large sum that they can then spread over the years to, um, you know, pay pay for their living. 
So one of the important things, as I mentioned before, is to have a will. So make sure you have a will and make sure it is outlined along the lines of your business. So it's not just including your house and the normal assets. It's actually focused on your business. And then have a power of attorney. That could be your lawyer or it could be someone, you know, that you know and you trust. It could be, um, you know, one of your siblings. And it could be anyone that you trust and you know is going to do a good job to manage the process once you pass on okay so that legally sets in place the instructions of what's going to happen and it sets up a person responsible to manage that process one of the other key things is planning so you need to decide if you're unable to work or if you pass away how your business is going to cope you know i mean at the end of the day if you do pass away the likely outcome of your business is that it will probably be sold um, unless it can be managed by others that suits those that you know you leave behind. So if it suits your family f- for the business to remain in operation and, and to be owned by them, um, you know it might work out that a manager comes in and, and runs that business for a while um, and they still obviously get the revenue from it. If it's not going to suit them, then ob- the obvious choice is to sell it um, and then the proceeds of that sale would you know go to your family to support them. Planning is important because depending on the business, a standard person may not be required if, if, you know, the website doesn't need daily attention. So, you know, for example, if you've got an affiliate marketing website and you fall ill for a couple of weeks, it's probably going to be okay and it'll probably keep operating just fine without you. Whereas, for example, if you're doing a self-fulfilled e-commerce business where you're sending out products to customers every day, you know, within a day or two, you are going to need someone to come in and manage that business because the orders won't be being sent out. So again, it really depends on what niche and what industry you're in. So the best way to deal with all of this and the way to manage this is to actually write out a few scenarios of what potentially could happen um, and how those would affect your type of business. Then I would suggest to meet with your lawyer and discuss how to plan around those situations and what steps would be um, needed to fall out of that discussion. Okay, so then once you have those steps, you need to put a plan in place to implement them, okay, and who's going to manage those. Um, And that way you'll have a sound business plan if something goes bad and you'll have someone being your attorney or, as we said, a friend or, or a sibling that can manage that process. So it's best to plan for it because hopefully you'll never have to use it, but at least if you plan for it now, you know that you're sorted, and if something does occur, uh, your family don't have to worry. Yeah, thanks, Glenn. Actually, that leads on really nicely to uh, what I'm going to talk about this morning, and that's planning your time to reduce stress, because as Blair was saying, if you actually put all these things in place now, it's going to reduce a lot of stress in the future if you ever need that support. So just to recap quickly, on a previous episode we were talking about stress management and how we can reduce stress we can't get rid of stress it's inevitable you're always going to feel there are some stresses in your life and your business but um, there's loads and loads of ways of um, reducing that stress which is important and one of those things I talked about um, or mentioned last week was writing it down and making a list of all the things that you might need to do in a day and actually planning them on your list when you're actually going to do them realizing they don't all have to be completed at once you know writing it down and saying look I'm going to do this today but I'm going to leave this till tomorrow we had a a situation over the weekend it was actually our engagement party and 
prior to that, I think on the Thursday or the Friday, we were getting quite stressed about the amount of things that we had to do for it. So we sat down because we were getting quite stressed, weren't we? We made a list of all the things that we needed to do prior to this party. And then we looked at, right, what are we going to do first? What are we going to do tomorrow? And then what are we going to do the next day in preparation for that party? So that we weren't overwhelmed with this whole list of things to do straight away. Yeah, I think sometimes you sort of feel the that urgency to get everything done and, and, yeah. and everything set up. So yeah. then if something goes wrong, it's it's you've got time. But the reality yeah. is like when we set that list up, we did all the important things the day before and then knew that yeah. the things we had to do on the day weren't that stressful and, and that actually helped by writing everything down. I mean, we really said, didn't we, after doing that, how, oh, I feel so much better now. Yeah. I feel yeah. so much more Everyone relaxed unload. and ready. Yeah, yeah, just unloading it a bit. And it, it really, really does work. So just give that a go and just... You might feel overwhelmed writing the list and getting listed down on paper, but then plan out over the week different times for doing those different tasks. And don't feel bad if at the end of the day you haven't done that whole list, but hopefully you will have done the tasks on that list that you had put down to do that day. And it really will reduce some of that, some stress. I think the other thing with list writing like that is to actually, you know, if you say you've got five or six items on the list, you know, for that day to actually prioritize them, you know, and and number them off as in what's the number one priority. So then if you do not achieve all of the list by the end of the day, you know that it's probably going to be the the least important thing that you didn't get done, you know, rather than the most important thing. And also importantly as well, uh, just harking back to a previous episode, uh, talking about having a growth mindset over a fixed mindset. Hmm. Just remember that and just be thinking, you know, you can do this. Rather than thinking, you know, I can't, I can't do it. Having that fixed mindset is going to hold you back. Just be mindful that maybe you're still trying to move towards that growth mindset. Yeah. Um, so that's your task for this week. Please go, try writing a list and hopefully you'll feel less stressed next week. Yeah, thanks, Emily. Right, that's all we've got time in this one and we'll see you in episode 41. Any links and resources mentioned in this episode can be found in the show notes. And remember that our website is a huge resource of free step-by-step guides for starting a business online and working through the journey. If you like what you're hearing, then please subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend.